What you are about to hear is a comedy program. It is not meant to be taken seriously. If you do, we still love you. But you are a moron. Enjoy. David Steves. Uh, but the person who really got me into comedy was uh, Boy George in Culture Club. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's because <laughs> they had that song in the 80s. It went, it went a little something like this. It was, come, 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 become a comedian. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I've <laughs> only used that twice on stage, but it's worked both times. <laughs> and then somebody came up to me and was like, like I'll it. pay you $5 if you never say that on stage again. I was like, okay. <laughs> Joke's on him. That asshole hasn't been to an open mic since. So. Uh, well, that's all right. I'll, I, you know what, David? I'll, I'll give you 10. John Batch. I, I like that's uh, where you draw the line. <laughs> You're like, damn it, they're not paying their performers. <laughs> Right, I'm out listen, of here. <laughs> I, you know, if, if if a girl wants to do any sort of, of nasty, awful shit, have you know, bucket loads of, of cum dumped on her face, wants to, you know, eat ass, do whatever she wants to do, that's fine, and, and God bless her. But I'm going to pay her and make sure she gets paid uh, well for that as much <laughs> as I can. This is Good Versus Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Good Versus Evil, a comic discussion of the end of times podcast. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. And I am the evil side, John Batch. Look at you, David, finally getting the tagline right. I love it, man. <laughs> it's our special 10th episode edition. <laughs> Ten, 10 episodes in, man. I love it. This is fantastic. Uh, you know, shout out to all the haters who never thought we'd make it this far. And uh, by ha- by haters, I mean, you know, me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I am very excited. It's, uh, uh, first of all, David, how was uh, how was your week? Oh, the week has been great so far for me. Uh, again, I'm I'm an essential worker, still working, getting out there and uh, making a difference in people's lives through human resource. And um, it, it's been really good. I mean, this I mean. Since last week, you know, I had my girls last weekend. Time with them is always sp- really well spent. And my oldest daughter got on two wheels riding her bike. So it's just a, a bunch of milestones in the Steve's household. We're excited. And, uh, how about you? How's your week been, John? Well, uh, first of all, I am concerned if you're working in human resources, if your company ever hears anything that I have to say, we could be in some trouble. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've had a good week. Uh, I do feel like we're going to have to start a, a new uh, segment every week. Uh, maybe at the top of the episode each week uh, called What Did John Fuck Up This Week? Because uh, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll rename it for those of, uh, for those of you that follow the good side of things. So this is the part of the episode where John realizes what a J-E-R-K he was, huh? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first of all, to, to um, follow up on, on last week, uh, for those of you who listened, uh, the issue with the underwear in the shower has been resolved not in my favor uh but uh after she she somehow she actually listened to last week's episode demi did uh and uh then she found out about the the underwear in the shower so i that was quickly <laughs> uh quickly resolved uh, again not in my favor 
Um, but I, I did kind of fuck things up the, again this week. I, I sent you a, a text uh, the other night about uh, essentially what, what happened, but uh, or that I had fucked up. Uh, so two things I, I did. So we, we had sex, right, Demi and I, and uh, we finished up having sex. Now, I, I screwed up uh, two ways. Number one is that I, I wrote a joke uh, shortly after that, uh, she is not, not very happy with, uh, and I, <laughs> and, uh, I'll be, I'll be doing that joke at the end of the episode during our, um, uh, you know, our final joke of the, the evening. Uh, but, uh, David, I, I don't know if, you know, you know, I know I'm sure you, you have sex, uh, as well. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I've been known to be a fan of it. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, so w- wait, when you finish having sex with someone, uh, what's, what's one of the first things you do other than like, you know, leave uh, a tip on the nightstand. <laughs> you, 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 you cuddle, you cuddle, you tell them how much it meant to you. Sure. You sure. <laughs> tell them what a beautiful, what a beautiful woman or person, you know, depending who you're sleeping with. Right. And you, you, you make it, you know, a, a special bonding moment between you and the and the person that you just bonded with. Sure, and and then after all that bullshit, uh, <laughs> you normally you, you try to clean yourself up a little bit, right? Um, oh, for sure. Right. So it's you know you got bodily fluids everywhere, and you know I'm I'm a shooter. We know that. Uh, so I I got to clean myself. So Demi goes to the the bathroom, clean herself up. I'm in the kitchen trying to find something to clean myself up with, and I see what I think. Our baby wipes. Now, in my defense, at this point, I'm, I'm fairly well drunk. Now, and I do want to get it before we even get into this. Uh, if you are at all squeamish, uh, or uh, you know, you you don't do, do don't do well with these sorts of things, I you know, um, maybe this is not the podcast for you in general. But uh, you, you're more than welcome to also skip the next few minutes. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought they <laughs> they were were baby wipes, and so I, I start wiping myself down. Uh, they were not baby wipes, David, and I figured that out uh, very quickly as things started burning, and I looked over and realized what I had actually cleaned my genitals off with was uh, Clorox disinfecting wipes. No! Uh, which are good for multi-surface cleaning, and uh, <laughs> little little tip here, not so good for the genitals. Uh, not recommended for penile use, uh, as I so quickly found out. Surface. Not that surface. Not that surface. So I'm, it's burning like hell. I'm screaming. She comes out of the bathroom. What is going on? You know, uh, I explained to her what a dumbass I am. Uh, so she, and it gets worse. So I, I, I get, I get in the shower to clean myself off. Right. Here's, the, here's the issue is that all I had, I didn't have soap. I, I had, um, I wasn't again not thinking. I had body wash. Well, it's already a chemical burn. The last thing you want to do is add more oh, chemicals no. to it. So I did that. That obviously didn't work. Made things worse. <laughs> so I get out of the shower, <laughs> and. The worst part about it is the only like um, uh, like, like anti-rash or anti-inflammatory thing we had was fucking uh, Vagisil. So <laughs> I'm you know, standing there rubbing Vagisil cream all over my burning genitals. And, and you know, I, I think the, the one thing that is a positive out of this is that if Donald Trump is right about anything, uh, I now no longer have to worry about getting coronavirus. Uh, because I've, <laughs> I've bathed my uh, genital area in, in Clorox, oh, so God. that was uh, that was my fuck up for the week. Uh, the, well, the, the last time your genitals burned, you gave her an STD. So this is, I mean, <laughs> this, not a, I mean this may not be that bad. <laughs> this might be a step up. I don't know. 
Uh, it's gonna kill my dick, my dick pic game though, because now I can't send it to anybody, because she'll she'll know immediately. I can't be like, no, baby, that's not mine. She'll, well, I recognize that particular, you know, burn spot. <laughs> you know, it doesn't right. doesn't work. Um, so yeah, that's oh, that's man. where I fucked up this week. Uh, anyway, David, <laughs> nice, nice job. I, yeah. The last time, the last time I had I had something similar to that was when I was a teenager, because that's when you're really young and not smart. Um, I, I mean, used to I... play baseball, oh, and no. okay. I had uh, when my arm would hurt, I would put uh, icy hot on my arm. Oh no, yep. And I had forgotten that I had icy hot on my fingers, and oh, went no. to utilize the the bathroom, and um, <laughs> I, I, I re- it resulted in similar fates. It in, in similar very fates. similar fates. Oh god. <laughs> uh, well, the difference though, David, is that you're a teenager in that scenario. I am a thirty-something-year-old grown man. <laughs> Who just uh, is apparently a fucking moron and and drunk and not paying attention. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's let's get right to let's it, get man. Into it. Let's get into it. Uh, what are you drinking this week, my friend? So today, I actually went to Meyer and went into the. They have a special Michigan beer section at Meyer, which I thought was really cool. And I picked out. It said Paralyzer on it, and I was like, "That's kind of neat." And then I, di- I didn't notice the name of the company, so it's Austin Brothers Beer Company out of Alpena, Michigan. Okay. So way, up, is way up north. Way, yeah. Yeah. So I had no idea where it was. I had to Google this because the last thing I want to do is get on this podcast and not have a Michigan beer in, in right. the brand. Of course. Uh, so I have their Paralyzer beer. Yep. It's uh, Alpena. Is, uh, the closest thing that I could see to Alpena, and it's not really that close to it, that I recognize was Grayling. Okay, and it's yep. still far west of Grayling. Yeah, it's it's way way up there. Or excuse just, me, east. She east, east east of Grayling. You're you're drinking as much as I am already. No, so no, I'm, I really am not. <laughs> the other way, other way, other way. Um, so it but is, it yeah. looks like it's right on the water. Beautiful uh, area. So, and I'm so their paralyzer is a double IPA. So you won't hear. Mini can cracks tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> it's gonna I, be. I, I took a sip of it and it's it's very good, but in the terms of IPA, it hits hard. It's a very very hoppy. Does not go down smooth. I think it put six <laughs> extra hairs on my chest. I love but it. But I feel like a man and I feel good. So. Well, I'm glad. Uh, you, I'm are... glad you have something to make you feel like a, a man today, David. I got some icy hot in the cabinet. We should be all right. Should be good, good to go. <laughs> so, what uh, are you drinking tonight, John? Uh, I am drinking something. So, I, I know we've you have previously gone to Sagatuck Brewing Company, but um, we have not tried their their stout yet, and that's what I wanted to try. Uh, is their uh, the Sagatuck Sagatuck Brewing Company Blueberry Maple Stout is what it is. Oh wow! And it is uh, it's very good. You can definitely taste the blueberry and a, a, a st- I'm sorry, a, a maple aftertaste. Um, it's uh, again for for a st- I wouldn't normally drink a, a flavored stout. I think that would be good, but they actually they pull it off and they pull it off well. Um, so I'm I'm very happy with it. And uh, again, they uh, as you mentioned previously, their their uh, store or their uh, brewery brewery itself is not open, uh, but they are uh, selling in stores uh, currently. So it is. Uh, is something I would highly recommend. Get it now while you can, and, and certainly when they open back up again, uh, get it there. Yeah, in two locations, one in Kalamazoo and I believe one in Sagatuck. In in Sagatuck, yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, absolutely check that out. Um, but, uh, David, we do have a, a few questions for e- each other this week. I'm very excited about um, 
I think I let off last week, if I if I recall correctly. I, I maybe I didn't. I again I don't pay too much attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. I you're, think I did. You got so, great memory. So if if you want, uh, would you mind uh, leading off with us this week? So I know I've been getting political lately, and this is, <laughs> yeah. this is no difference. So Mitch McConnell had blamed Obama and his administration for not leaving a pandemic playbook and told him publicly through the media to shut his mouth. Then two days later, he apologized and said he was wrong. They actually did leave the playbook. How long can you blame someone for something? Because President Obama has been out of office for about three years. Right. And also, what are some of the things that you blame on Obama? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am excited uh, for this question for a couple of a couple of reasons. First of all, when you first sent it over, and I'm assuming this was a uh, a mistype or an autocorrect, uh, but your your actual text to me said uh, Mitch McConnell told him to shit his mouth, and I was <laughs> confused because I I had not I had not seen that. I, I do try to keep up on current events, uh, but I had not seen that. I was kind of excited about that, uh, but shutting his mouth makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I text like a 78 year old. Blind person, it's fine. Uh, but but either way, um, obviously uh, Mitch McConnell is a, a jackass, and and I think we can all agree on on that. Whether he's uh, shitting in his mouth or shutting his mouth, either way. Uh, so in terms of how long you can blame someone for something, uh, it it depends for me on on how long that person has been alive. So if I if I have, if for instance, I you know I am thirty three years, uh, thirty two years old. I'll be thirty three at the end of at end of June. Um, so mm-hmm. I, for the last 32 years, have blamed my parents uh, for everything that has gone wrong in my life, <laughs> and I, so far it's worked out well. So, but but if I meet somebody who is you know a, a, in their in their 20s or 25 and they're just a complete jackass, then I, I blame their parents uh, for everything that's gone wrong in the last 25 <laughs> years. And and you know uh, I, I don't want to get into a, a, a pro-choice or, or uh, anti-abortion debate either way uh, but I you know when I look at some of these people who uh, their their life is just one abortion after the other in terms of the way they live their life um, oh, yikes. you know I'm, I'm like I'm going you know what were your parents thinking 27 years ago when they they let you through so that is so I am okay <laughs> with blaming when you, parents when you made it through the gates when you made it through the gates so that's that is my, my length of time uh, for how long I can blame someone um, in terms of what I blame on Obama, I mean, let, let's be honest. For all the good things he did, he he really fucked up in one really big way, and that is that uh, he gave us hope. And <laughs> how dare he? How dare he? You know, that was the the cornerstone of his, his campaign and his presidency is was hope, right? And and uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention a lot lately, David, but uh, the there ain't too much of that left, frankly. And... Oh, there is. <laughs> I'll be the the Debbie Downer this week, I guess. I don't know, but uh, no, for me, uh, you know, I, I blame Obama for giving us hope and giving us, uh, you know, uh, joy and, and uh, the uh, opportunity to dream again. Um, you know, when he when he gets on on uh, stage now, or he gives a speech, and and you can hear the the statesmanship and and the you know someone who actually sounds like a president speaking. Um, you know, I, I I blame him for uh, you know being. Uh, such a good president that uh, that we're in the situation that we are in now because we we you know you have to swing um, from the very best to the the fucking dumpster fire that we're in now. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say that's his fault. 
yeah, how dare he put together coherent sentences and <laughs> right. sound like an educated individual who once led the free world? That <laughs> right. piece of crap. Piece how of sh- dare how... he? I, I couldn't agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, I, I didn't vote for Obama. Uh, this, oh, oh, really? this may shock you. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, in 2008, he was up against um, John McCain. And I was a big John McCain fan. Um, and actually, uh, one, of, one of my favorite things about John McCain is how he set the record straight on one of in a Republican town hall where somebody was trying to uh, discount Obama. And I believe it was an elderly uh, woman who was like, he's a Muslim. And John McCain's like, nope, no, no, he's a good man. He's a decent man. We just have our differences of opinion on policies right. and like kind of shut her down. And I was like, I, I miss that about politics. Right. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, the only thing that I, I wish he would have done differently is say something to the effect of even if he were, you know, who cares? Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. Yes, but no, but I, I agree. It would have been nice to have, you know, statesmanship. Uh, but that I, not not that not that I can really speak to that because I mean we've talked about this before. God forbid that uh, that I become president of the United States at some point. Uh, you know, it's I mean, we'd all be Help in trouble. Uh, but uh, so for you, David, yeah, I mean, how long uh, how long do you normally blame somebody for uh, for something they've done? So in a couple of jobs that I've had, uh, one at a particular Fortune 500 uh, com- company distribution center, they said we could only blame people for six months. After six months, you should have figured out what they did wrong and get past it. So I think in politics, <laughs> like there's that. a six-month window. If you okay. haven't figured it out in six months, you cannot blame the current administration. Um, I would be okay it, with that. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's a fair, a fair rule. I, I think that's a good amount of time. You, you're right. bringing in your people. You're looking through everything. You figured out what was wrong after six months. I, I, maybe it's something as important as the presidency, maybe a year. But not three years after the fact, and certainly not when they left something there for you that you said you didn't get. <laughs> right. And I blame Obama for the dissolve uh, for my marriage and how it dissolved. To be honest, uh, Obama was president for eight years, and my marriage only lasted eight years. Okay. Because um, yeah, we're going to blame him fair. for crap he didn't he, he didn't really have a hand in. I'm just going to blame him on random stupid things like uh my divorce and <laughs> right. my weight gain because right. he's he's about as much to blame for those two things as he is for not leaving a pandemic play, uh playbook that he actually left so. <laughs> i you know thanks the, obama <laughs> thanks obama you've uh you've ruined uh david's relationships and my faith in humanity so <laughs> love it not that there was much of that left anyway uh in my faith in humanity i'm sure you're gonna have a wonderful relationship again soon david let me keep my foot out of my mouth uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good not i'm i'm, I'm good single <laughs> <laughs> well you know if, if i keep up my my end of things uh, i'm sure i will be single here soon enough anyway so <laughs> I may... yeah we have we have many more weeks to discuss how john screwed something up with demi uh <laughs> 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 reoccurring theme time and time again <laughs> so uh, i want to ask my question as well david I, i'm i'm excited about this this question um you know, multiple cities and states, this is current events, multiple cities and states now throughout this pandemic have set up uh, reporting hotlines uh, so you can report people who are not social distancing or non-essential businesses that are reopening. Uh, so my question is to you, David, uh, is that fair game or is that snitches get stitches? 
that is the definition of snitches get stitches. That is that that's like cockamamie horse crap. Um, there's no way. Like that's a Karen hotline. Like what yeah. what what are you doing? Why why? If you don't have the intestinal <laughs> fortitude to go up to somebody and be like, hey, you should wear a mask, and if they're like, screw you, I have a medical condition. Okay, uh, but right. for a hotline like. This is like I, something like if any listeners are parents, this is like something Caillou would do, who's a little bald headed jerk <laughs> of a person on a kid's TV show that I I actually lied to my kids and told them it got canceled so they didn't have to watch it anymore. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this is. No, this, I, is, this, is this is ludicrous. This is insane. You 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 cannot support this. No, I, I absolutely do not. So and I, I I would take it a step further. I would have no problem with it to a certain extent if it were not. In anonymous, right? So if if, uh, if you have if your name had to go with it, and I think we get to that point in society where it's we we are so e- eager to snitch on each other because uh, it makes us feel better about ourselves, and we assume there are no consequences from it because our name is not going to be let out. Um, you know, I, I think it's like I'll, I'll give you an example. And this this I just saw it today, and I was kind of pissed off about it. There was a family in uh, in Kentucky. Uh, they had like six or seven kids, right? Uh, and in, in Kentucky at the at the time, this was probably a month ago or so that this happened. Uh, the the rule was you couldn't have you know, public gatherings of five or more people. Okay. So they're they're out they're out and about doing their their thing. They've got six or seven kids uh, with mom and dad. That's eight or nine people, right? I I can do math. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, somebody saw this, saw that they were out and about, and fucking called CPS on these people and said they were endangering their kids by uh, having them out in groups of more than five people. And I think they live. Right. How do they live? Like, <laughs> never mind the fact that the only abuse that was happening here was to that poor woman's vagina. Like, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, there's no amount of Kegels in the world that are going to fix that. But it, it to me, that was outrageous. It's like, because it, yeah, I, I know, I'm sure you've never had to, to deal with CPS, David. I, and I, I hope, you know, certainly that, that you never do. I can't imagine that you would. But, but no, you, no. you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure you, you perhaps have, have uh, family or friends that have. And, and you know that when that does happen, CPS doesn't just do an investigation, find out nothing's wrong, and then fucking leave. You know, they, they number one, they're going to sit around, they're going to look for things, you know, is the is the toilet running in the, the right amount of water, and, and shit, you know, shit like that, they're going to look for the small thing, yeah. and then, and then the, you know, the investigation can go on and on and on, and so eventually you're, you're harassing this poor family. And, and for I, being I, a family. For being a fucking family, right? What, what I, what I don't, what I don't mind is the the public shaming, right? And and you know the you when when you do, you know you see people that are, are uh, you have videos taken of them on online for for not doing because and the reason I like this is because it's very democratic, right? Because if you tape somebody not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know either the you know when you post that online, the public's either going to be completely on your side or completely on their side, and so if you <laughs> fuck it up you know when you're taping it and you end up being the jackass then you got what was coming to you but you know if, if someone For is sure. truly, truly being a horrible person then you you know then you're doing a service i think by publicly shaming them and i'll, I'll give you another example i saw this the other day uh, actually uh, this morning um there was this lady i uh in california her name was uh, i'll look it up uh shelly lewis was her name and she videotaped herself going into the supermarket not wearing a mask and trying to be like this this warrior, oh, I'm going in and I'm not wearing a mask, you know. 
And they wouldn't let her in the store, obviously, because at this point, store policy, you have to wear a mask to come in. <laughs> and she gets into a confrontation, you know, total Karen move. She's, you know, she's, you know, getting, asking for the manager and all this shit. And then she posts this online, like she's some sort of warrior, you know, Xena warrior princess, like she's the, the fucking hero, and gets ripped to shreds. And that was a, a beautiful thing for me to see. So that's, that I'm, I'm okay with. Public shaming is good because it's very democratic in that way. You're either going to uh, be ripped to shreds because you're the piece of shit or the person who you are um, trying to shame is going to be shamed in a, in a way that uh, maybe they needed to be. Yeah. I mean, you reap what you sow in that case. Like, you go in there trying to – and that's what, I, that's what upsets me, people going in there and trying to prove a point. Um, I went to Meyer today, and there's lots of people without face masks. I'm not – taking pictures of them and being like, hey, watch where you fit. Like, it's their, like, it's their choice, right? Meyer doesn't right. want to enforce it, and that's fine. I know ways to make myself, you know, that's their, maybe they have a medical condition that I don't know about. I'm good with that. But I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to make a video and be like, look at this idiot not following the arrows on the floor. Or burr, burr, burr. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just, oh, those people get what they deserve. Just be kind to one another. There's stuff be- we may all be going through, and just freaking live your life. Live your life. Be decent. Um, you know, and and if you see somebody wearing a mask, you can say something to them, but don't be a don't be a dick about it. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's that's. I think that's a I good like good way to to live. Um, not that you shouldn't wear your mask. You should wear your mask. You know, let me public service announcement this shit real quick. You should definitely still take precautions. Be smart, but. Uh, oh, oh, there was a there was another example, and this is more on a, on, on the, <laughs> the business side. This so this one got to me. You're hulking I, up. I'm hulking, hulking up. up. Okay, so. There was uh, there was a movie theater in Southwest Michigan here, right? And okay. now I think we can all agree that you know movies are fun to go to, but they're not an essential business uh, necessarily. I mean, they're certainly essential to the the employees and, and to the people who own the the business. And I I get that aspect of it, but but I'm, in terms of service to society, they're not an essential business. Uh, but th- but this particular theater, a movie theater, was an outdoor movie theater so you you go you drive in your car you go and you and, and you watch a movie like like an old you know 1950s type of type of deal driving theater drive, like a driving theater right and so my thought is and people were upset that they were opening up but i'm going well okay yeah you're right they're not an essential business but fuck it you're you're in your car you're not interacting with people any more than you would be then you know, you would be going to to Meyer or or something of of that nature, going right. to the store. You know, the, why the hell not open up? You know, why not you know allow the employees to work and allow the the people to to maintain their business? They're they're taking you know precautions. Their their employees are wearing masks. They're even keeping the the cars six feet apart, which is I think a little bit silly, but I, I get the point of what they're doing. Yeah. I, I I but people were upset that they were opening up, and I'm going well. It's 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 fine to be outraged, but. Pick, you know, pick your battles, and this didn't seem like exactly. one to. I don't know. Again, you, you're going to get. Speaking of which, okay. Um, they may bring. I mean, driving theaters were almost extinct. This right. pandemic is going to bring back driving theaters. Dude, I I can't tell you how excited I am about that because it's it's I, amazing. I used to watch like the old uh, movies, like you know, I grew up. You watch like Happy Days or whatever, right? The old uh, TV show about the 1950s, and you yes. know, you'd, you'd watch Grease. Grease, all these, and, and you'd watch these people go to the, the drive-in theater, and all they did was make out and have sex in their car. And I got to be honest, I'm I'm all for it. I say we bring that back. <laughs> you know, you haven't lived until you've you've gotten some at a drive-in theater in your parents' car, and then have to stop and clean it on the way home. 
<laughs> exactly. So I'm, I, as soon I'm as... glad my parents don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be borrowing my parents' car. <laughs> you're 33 and you're like hey mom dad can I borrow the car <laughs> don't ask questions uh, just you know also do you have plastic wrap uh, you know, right. and Clorox wipes uh, yeah, leave those out mom take those away <laughs> alright are you ready for the for the start of the comedy questions absolutely let's get into it so I thought long and hard about this one uh, before I gave it to you and I'm actually really curious as to what you say so for my comedy question if you could collaborate with any celebrity on this podcast who would you bring on and why who <clears throat> so this is going to be a i'll be honest this is a, a bit of a controversial choice uh, which i know shocker um but i would bring on donald trump and when i say donald trump i don't mean current pre- like as a as a president he's an awful human being he's a terrible president i i will go on record as saying that but as but if you look at uh, ten years ago Donald Trump, uh, when he's just an entertainer, you know now he's just the you know he's got the syphilitic brain that's rotting him from the inside and he's whatever. But ten years ago, uh, you know he was he, you know when he was on Stern or he was on The Apprentice or you know things like, he was just the consummate entertainer and, and hmm. I I would you know he was he was a piece of shit then but he you know he wasn't. He he was a, he was an entertainer. I have no problem with him as a, as a piece of shit entertainer because it's it's a, a personality. It's you know it's, it's not necessarily <laughs> something I identify serious. with. Something I, I <laughs> identify with. But for the same reason you you wouldn't want me as president, I would hope. Uh, you know right. you know we can see it, it playing out now as as he is president. It's, it doesn't work out as well. Uh, but but again, as uh, from an entertainment aspect, uh, I I don't think you can get anybody that would necessarily be more entertaining in that in that way so uh yeah i would take uh donald trump from 10 years ago wow i mean that's actually i i personally think that's a great choice because i mean he did the roast he got roasted he was a pretty good sport about that and you're right when he was on stern he was pretty funny you'll get a ton of listeners from both sides right and you can you can just make fun of him and he'll try to make fun of you and it, does, it it's not going to go over well. It's like, <laughs> he's he doesn't it's like hitting without a bat. <laughs> right. He's not he's not uh, particularly funny in a, in a jokey ha ha type of way, uh, but he, he's he's kind of got that troll personality that that makes for good entertainment when he's you know not the leader of the free world. I agree. I, no, it, I think that's a, actually a really good choice that would boost viewership and uh, you know probably get us a sponsor. So. Hey, when uh, when February comes around, he's voted out. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see if we can be the the first ones to to book him. You know, we're gonna land him. We're gonna I land like him. I like it. I like it. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'll reach out to him on Twitter. It's cool. I, I I actually do follow him on Twitter because I thought that when he was tweeting things, like people were making him up. No, no, <laughs> they are not. <laughs> not at all. <sighs> Uh, jokes on me, you guys. He he writes that stuff. <laughs> He's yeah. Well, I mean, writing might be a loose term, but yeah. T- yeah. <laughs> well, I just yeah. I typoed I typoed my text to you, so I, I have no that's that's fair. I mean, if anybody's <laughs> shitting in their own mouth, it's it's Donald Trump at this point. But uh, right. anyway, uh, who would who would you bring on, David? Yeah. So I was watching a lot of the roast the other day, and Donald Trump's roast came on. Yeah. And I would really, and I've seen this comedian and a lot of really outstanding interviews i think she's hilarious i would bring on nikki glazer okay okay yeah no, she's not I love a dude 
No, right? that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think that's fairly clear. Yeah, no, she she's very very funny. Um, you're just trying to get with her, David, and I I understand that. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Well, her style is very con- so. I I don't know why I gravitate towards people whose style is very contrast to mine. Uh, you and I get along really <laughs> right. well. Your style is much different, and Nikki Glazer's is the same way. Like her, I mean, she her she's very outlandish. She says things that people probably shouldn't say, but she makes it very funny. And I think she would be an incredible guest. And she's got that self-deprecating humor, but then can shoot, you know, shoot firebombs at whoever comes through the door. So I, I, I enjoy her as a <laughs> performer, and um, I, that's who I would replace you with, a hot, tall blonde. So, You know what? I, I, I got to be honest. Uh, if I were to be replaced with a, a hot, tall blonde, I would absolutely have no problem with that, except that I – I have a feeling, David, that uh, you have no idea what to do with a hot, tall blonde. Uh, I would, <laughs> you know, I That's would be, <laughs> you know, I, you know, maybe we'll replace you with Nikki Glazer. That's that's fine. Um, yeah, actually, you know. the last time I had a hot, tall blonde uh, hit on me was yeah. back in college, and this is how this is how dumb I was in college. I was so self conscious about my height, and I was, she was like, "We should go to a dance together." And this, and I was like, "No." No, <laughs> you're so much taller than me. Like, no. what moron? Oh my god, says that says that to a beautiful, tall, blonde woman. And yeah, no, I, David, <laughs> I, I, I love, spot on, John. <laughs> I, I love you, David. I do. I think you're a great guy. But holy shit, we need to get you a time machine and get you back there because, uh, yeah, no, that's that's not going to be acceptable, my friend. Um, yeah, that was I, straight dumb. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. Once once we uh, are out of this quarantine and the, and the bars and things go back uh, open again, I'm taking you out. We're gonna we're gonna go to the the bars. We'll go to the strip clubs. Whatever. I will be your wingman for the night. Um, I oh, may boy. I may scare off a few women. That's a distinct possibility. <laughs> the ones that stick around, imagine what they'll do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will I will attract the freaks for you. Uh, if nothing else, I'm good for that. Oh, so that's yeah. uh, I'm, I'm here to help, man. Thanks, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Wow. Uh, so answer. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear I can hear you getting hard right now, David. It's okay. Um so my qu- uh, comedy question for you, David, and uh I I think th- this will be be interesting cuz again, you know, you do tend to uh attract yourself to people who are a little bit different than you. Um uh, living or dead, or really, I guess it doesn't matter. Who would you uh, want to open for in terms of a comedy, uh, and why? If you, or you know, who would you want to meet and, and really um, involve yourself in their in their comedy career? And who would you want to really essentially open for? Again, I salivated at this question. I thought it was incredible, and I think I have an answer that will be very different from what folks expect. Uh, okay. So I would love to open for Tiffany Haddish at the Apollo. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Again, the... very different very performer different. than what I am. Right. I, I've always liked, um, you know, the, the way that she performs. And also the Apollo, they go crazy. It is like a ruckus, wild, loud crowd that you can just – every comic I see that goes in there and you can just feel like – the laughter's bouncing off the walls on each other. The acoustics in there is ridiculous. And people that go to the Apollo go for comedy. And it's just, it's go time. Like, that would be game seven of the World Series. 
<laughs> I don't think there'd be right. anything else like that. Dude, I love it. I could see you going out there like Bernie Mac style, right? Like, I'm not scared oh, of you yes. motherfuckers. Just... <laughs> 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 like, Absolutely. I... Like, I would love... And it's a New York crowd. I right. resonate... You know, I'm from New York. I love the New York crowd. I love the, the New York uh, attitude, the mentality. I, I wish I could bring some of that into my comedy here. I sometimes think I'm right. a little too tame. I should bring out the new, you know, the New Yorker in me and freaking just start just going go nuts. It. I love it. You, yeah. I will say, I look, I love living in the Midwest and I, I love the uh, the Midwest crowds, but they are uh, sometimes a little bit too uh, polite, maybe is, is the right word yeah. to, to use, or a little too... Um, Conservative, conservative, not even conservative. With their laughter, not with, like as people, but with their laughter. With their their laughter, or their but they're they're very polite crowds, and they're very like, you know, you, you don't get heckled as much as I think you do other other places, which is is nice to a certain extent, but at the same time you're not getting the experience you need because, uh, believe me, when you you know when you go into other places, especially go to you know the East Coast, uh, Jersey or New York, anything like that, you're gonna get heckled and heckled terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes. you, ne- you need to learn how to how to deal with that, and I know we've talked about that a little bit in, in previous episodes. Uh, so, but but no, I I agree. I think something like that would be would be fun. Yeah, and how about you? Who would you know, past present? Um, who would you open for? So, what dream do you have? For me, I I you know I I think I I mean maybe this is just because I I'm a, a pussy and and kind of want to stick to people that have similar uh, not necessarily similar styles, but. Uh, like I, I would want to open for one of the you know the old school rebels, right? Give me a Lenny Bruce, like give me a Carlin, give me a Pryor, you know, something you know something like like that, where it's you know these are the you know if nothing else to just kind of soak up their their knowledge and and what it was that made them so uh, outlandish is the wrong word, but like so. Uh, so rebellious, you, you know. I mean, you, yeah. you think about somebody again, like a like a Lenny Bruce uh, or uh, a George Carlin, who were arrested, you know, some of them multiple times for for the things they said on stage, and and knowing they're going to get arrested for these things, but they're going to fucking do it anyway. And um, yeah. you know, we don't have to worry about that now. You know, I, I might say something on on stage that might uh, piss somebody off, or you know, somebody might <laughs> get you punched in the face, get you punched in the face, <laughs> you know, get a gun pulled on me, whatever. Um, but. You know, I, I don't have to worry about getting arrested for for what I say on stage, and and so to to understand what it was that really drove these these people to do that, I would want to I would want to know, and I want to more than anything use that opportunity of opening for them to uh, pick their brains and, and and understand what it was that made them them, and that that's that's an exciting thought to me. So you would use it as a networking event. To really get inside their brains, pick their brains for a little bit, and, and see what made. No, it's funny because I went for the. It's all about networking, right? Of it, <laughs> and you went to the networking side of it, but I, I think I mean both are very valuable. But I, I think that's really neat um, that you know you'd want you'd want that one on one time with them, you know, to to dig inside maybe the writing yeah. style or exactly how they how they approach a crowd when when you when you develop the nasty punchline. When do you make the crowd hate you and then love you in the same sentence? And that's that's the John Batch effect, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't put myself anywhere near the uh, you know the again the the Priors and the Bruces and the Carlins of the world. Uh, but you know to you know to even have a, a tenth of a, a percentage of a success that those guys have had in terms of the 
not even in terms of their financial success or anything of that nature, their fame, but to have the success that they've had in terms of the way they work their audiences, you know, I, I really would love to, to learn th- that talent. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a great answer. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, that's because I, I said <laughs> that's it. That's why I said it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're now finishing each other's right. sentences. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Does that mean we have to get married now, David? I hope not. My first one didn't last long, so actually, that's pretty long. But uh, no, I'm not getting married ever again. Okay, um, fair, fair enough. Back there, <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna have to get married here sooner rather than later. And look, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, let me be perfectly yeah, clear really, on that. You really sound stoked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to do it sooner or later before the state jumps in and says it's common law anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh shit. Uh, well, all right, David, we're kind of reaching to that point of the, the end of the episode. Uh, I, we're there. I think we're there. Uh, do you want to start or end with our uh, final jokes of the evening, sir? I will, and I actually texted you this joke, so I hope it goes over well, and if not, uh, <laughs> okay. we'll get some feedback on it, which right. is always a, a great thing. So, so I was actually before, uh, hanging with my kids this week. What's that? I was going to say, before you get into the joke, I, I, I just need to point out something that I, I feel it should be fairly obvious. Which is uh, when you text me a joke and you say something to the effect of, do you think this will work or do you think this goes too far or something of that nature? I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> right. And I, I, don't, I don't know why you do it. I appreciate it. But I, I really feel like you, you need to get someone else that you can ask if a joke goes too far or goes, you know, because, again, I'm not the right person. But I'm sorry not to interrupt. Uh, I, I do want to hear uh, your, your edits and, and how, this, uh, how this joke goes over in the final form. No, that that is fair. And if anybody wants to be my feedback partner, drop your name in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> so I love uh, so I have uh, two daughters, which, you know, and I, my youngest daughter is really into gymnastics, which is really cool because it, it makes her really strong. But this weekend she grabbed a banana and was like, Daddy, watch me do a split while I eat this banana. And <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I paid a girl twenty dollars to do that in Korea. And so, I mean, long, long story short, my daughter's no longer in gymnastics, everyone. She is getting out of gymnastics. Um, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. But did the girl in Korea call you daddy? That's the question. That's um, For an extra 20, she would have. Okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right, John, let's right. hear your joke, bud. All right, so this, this joke again is the, the joke I wrote. Uh, I actually wrote it while we were having sex. And uh, that's okay. – so – that's that's the problem with having sex with me is is that uh, you know I I'm not a bad sexual partner I think but I I do tend to like for me every everything I do I, I you know I try to see is it an opportunity for a joke or an opportunity for something I can use on stage or on the podcast and uh, so I, I wrote this during while we were having sex and, and she was not happy about it but I think it's funny so I'm gonna go with it we're gonna see how, here how it goes um, so. David, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, it's it's very easy for a man to come because he's with someone new, right? But it's difficult for a woman to come because she's with someone new, right? Uh, however, at the end of a relationship, it's easier for the woman to come uh, because she understands her partner's body more. Uh, but it's more difficult for a man to come uh, because he understands his partner's body more. Mm-hmm. 
that that was the joke. That was that was okay. So so it doesn't even work. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just common knowledge, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, it doesn't even work. So you know what? Uh, never mind. Well, uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna edit maybe that that's out. What you gotta use on stage. Maybe yeah, that's... maybe I gotta use that on on stage. Maybe I gotta rewrite it. Ah, uh, fuck. You know, not the first time I'm I've bombed. Sure, certainly, will not be the last. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry I missed the punchline. Like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That's, yeah, I mean that that's normal. Yeah, that's normal. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. Yeah. Shit. Well, sorry. the 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 punchline <laughs> is is to say that because of, uh, you know a man understands his you know knows his woman's body more, he's not as likely to come turned on by it. Turned on by it, right? Which is an awful thing to say, but I, I didn't expect you to you know agree with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck me. All right. That's all right. Well, uh, before Sometimes we... Sometimes you got to go to the spank bank, right? That's... There you go. Um, although, in, in, in this case, it was... I, I took longer to come because I was writing the joke, but that's not, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, hey, give it another shot tonight and see if another joke comes out of it, right? I can't have sex right now, David. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Oh, that's right. The, the third-degree chemical burn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I, have to go rub, I have to go rub more Vagisil on it. <laughs> You're going to be the new poster child for Vagisil. They're like... And also for this, coming up to have chemical burns on your penis. <laughs> uh, before you just, you just became a part of a new clinical study. <laughs> before we before we end this episode, David, I, I do want to uh, remind everyone that you can follow us online on Facebook at Good uh, Good versus Evil, Good vs Evil, uh, on Instagram at Good vs Evil Podcast. Uh, and as well, uh, this Saturday, and I'm, I'm terrible dates, so uh, we're, Thursday the 21st is when you're going to hear this, and then Saturday the 23rd, uh, our bonus episode comes out, and then Saturday night, uh, we're going to be doing a live stream from the Facebook uh, page, uh, doing yes. basically a, a live episode, so we'll do a lot of the same types of questions and things that uh, you know, we've talked about here. Uh, you know, I'll see if I can't fuck anything up in between now and then to, to have another one of uh, those stories for everybody. <laughs> um, you know, and and and, and uh, just kind of to celebrate the fact that we are starting to end the the somewhat uh, end of quarantine, we're able to get together again. So we're gonna be together. We're gonna um, you know have have all of our our great new podcast equipment set up. Uh, and, Which we're really excited about. I'm very excited about, and uh, so I will have a, a couple of. Uh, uh, at least one big announcement and maybe uh, possibly a couple others uh, as yes. well uh, during that live stream. So if you get the chance, if you're not doing anything on a Saturday night, because let's be honest, none of us are anyway uh, at it's this true. point, um, tune in. Uh, the details will be posted shortly to the uh, the Facebook page and the Instagram page as well uh, in terms of uh, the time that will start. Um, but it'll be Saturday night, uh, the 23rd. Uh, check that out. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. Interact with us live. I, I know uh, being on a podcast, it's a one-way communication. So bring some of your questions and ask us some zany, wild, fun things that you guys have been thinking of as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Drop those in the, in the comments or you, you can, again, uh, email us anytime at goodevilpodcast at gmail.com and send us your, your questions. We'll read them uh, and answer them live on air, uh, unedited, unprepared, and, and uh, just see what we can do to – uh, have some fucking fun with it. Uh, just raw. The, just raw. Raw and sexy <laughs> the way I like it. 
All no right. Protection. Well, that's been a wonderful episode. That'll wrap it up for us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. And I am the evil side, John Batch. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good night.